Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and happy Thanksgiving for those of you who live in America. Well, the United States, not America, America's continent. I know this because I passed Mm -hmm. the whatever grade that you... (laughs) Learn continents, and I want to say third. I don't know if that seems aggressive, but <laughs> I don't know. But, anyways, happy Thanksgiving. And for those of you who listen outside of the United States or don't celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thursday mm-hmm. today because I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is something I fuck with hard because it's like legitimately one of my favorites. Oh, by the way, happy Thanksgiving, Tara. I didn't. Hi, happy you Thanksgiving. At all in this That's fine. I'm just the mystery <laughs> person here. It's okay. I'm just very excited about today's story. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's one for the, the ages. Okay, I love Thanksgiving. Like, I love Thanksgiving hardcore. Like, and I think it comes, like, you knew my dad. My dad loved Thanksgiving a lot. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like that's what it comes from in my family. It was like the time we all would get together and just have this, like, really big meal. And it was, it was a beautiful time. Yeah. So I love Thanksgiving. And I also love wine as well. Prefer vodka, but we'll drink wine. And when you put Thanksgiving wine and true crime together, things happen and make me very happy. <laughs> so today's episode will be entitled The Terrible Thanksgiving Wine Heist. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. I actually started to write this. My <laughs> I started to write this out in story form. So buckle up because it's kind of story form, but kind of not. Okay. Okay, here we go. Tis the time of year when people gather together with family and friends to be thankful for what they have or be thankful for the bad things they don't have. Sometimes the coming together of people isn't so great, but oftentimes entertaining. So begins our Thanksgiving tale of togetherness and stupidity. (laughs) You guys can tell I have a lot of time on my hands at work. I'm here for it. That's okay. (laughs) Let us travel back to yesteryear, way back in 2013. A time of Froyo selfies becoming a thing. And Vine and the Harlem Shake were popular internet trends. (laughs) You know I googled that. I was like, what was popular in 2013? And then relived the fact that selfies haven't been true. Like selfies the way we take them now have only been a thing for like a marginal amount of time in our history. And then does everyone remember the Harlem Shake? Yes. (laughs) that was like the dumbest yet the funniest shit ever so we're actually gonna go back to october of 2013 when samuel harris and luke fissing 
Two Seattle-based plumbers came up with what they thought was the perfect crime that would have the most massive payout. The two thought they would break, would break into a secured, temperature-controlled storage unit that was owned by the Esquin Wine Storage Company. And basically, like I said, it's a temperature-controlled storage unit that a lot of people who have wines, massive amounts of them would store them before they like put them in their stores or send them out to restaurants. Which is, I answered my question, is where does all the wine go? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I now know. As they planned out the heist, they determined that, that they would need to have approved access, not to arouse suspicion as they were scoping it out. So they rented one of the units. And they were then given access to roam the building and scout out without anyone like going, what the fuck are these two dudes just walking around here for? Mm-hmm. So already kind of thinking ahead. Then the two would begin to put pen to paper. And I do literally mean pen to paper because Samuel would keep a journal titled or labeled The Plan. Oh. And they would write down (laughs) step by step of everything that needed to happen to pull off this heist. The two went to Lowe's and got their heist kit. They got spray paint, gloves, and plastic sheeting. They would use the spray paint to black out cameras. And they would use the black sheeting to go over the motion controlled. Mm. The motion detectors. Mm -hmm. So far, so far, I get this. This seems like good planning, so not too much hate. After they did all their planning, they decided the perfect day to do this would be Thanksgiving because people would be home with their families and not at work. The facility would be open to people coming in, but there wouldn't be like a person working there. They then somehow got their hands on a master key to the facility and they waited. Hmm. They also thought, okay, we want to steal a shit ton of wine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, how? what do we do? Okay, we're going to rent two moving trucks, which is smart. Like, if you're going to steal a shitload of stuff, having something to move it in, also good. And it's concealed. So, like, if you're driving down the street, someone's not going to be like, hey, see that giant thing of uh, of wine rolling past? No, it's a covered, rent, like, mover's truck. <laughs> so now it's Thanksgiving Day 2013. Samuel and Luke arrive at the facility and they have this great idea that they're going to park the, the rented trucks in a very specific way. And what it's going to do is it's going to block the remaining exterior cameras that they're not going to black out. So they won't have to do that because the trucks will be in the way. The two men enter the building and use spray paint that they bought to black out all of the lenses. And then like with the plastic sheeting, they cover it. They essentially go and they go into either their locker or another locker nearby and they cut into the sheetrock and they began to remove cases and cases of wine. The men would end up stealing 200 cases of wine. Holy shit. 200 cases of wine. There's 12 bottles per case. 2,400 bottles of wine. Oh my God. That's so much. And the value of the wine stolen when they added it up, I've seen the number $648,000 $648,000 worth of wine. So if, if you are on average, that's $270 per bottle of wine. Damn. We're not talking like they went and got... They ain't still in no Arbor Mist. <laughs> right. They, they still in the high-end shit. And so, you know, they're probably feeling pretty good. I have a feeling that they moved all the stuff into their locker and then they were going to move it out of their out into the moving trucks. And they go outside to move them and the trucks aren't there. They're gone. (laughs) Because the thing that they didn't see 
as they parked in a or maybe they saw it and they thought because of the holiday no one would be there Mm. but it was a no parking zone and it was a tow away spot i love when criminals are stupid (laughs) (laughs) so this is our first stupid moment in all of this up until this point they're doing pretty fucking good you know right well i think the first i think the first stupid moment was them writing it everything down in detail on paper (laughs) i mean i also agree with that sentiment but at this point in time they haven't like started the stupidity that's going to cause oh goody that stupidity Uh right just hold on there's gonna be more you're gonna be like shit jessica what okay so now i've gone outside and the fucking trucks are gone and they're like what am i gonna do so this starts prolonging it because samuel goes I have a Cadillac, so I'm going to do the necessary thing instead of, like, going and renting another fucking truck Mm. from somewhere else. They go and get his Cadillac and then move all of the wine in his Cadillac. Oh, my God. Now, if you reflect back upon it, remember how I told you they parked the trucks very specifically? Mm -hmm. Hmm. They put, did they fucking put his car there, too? Uh Uh-huh. Bro, what the fuck? (laughs) They did not, I just want to put this out, they did not go back and like spray paint the lens of that or cover that particular mm. camera that they left, but that had been blocked. Sucks to so suck. They, yeah. Oh, it does <laughs> suck to suck. <laughs> so they go, they, so they scrambled, plan B, they went and got his Cadillac and they moved all this stuff. It took a long time, but they got it. And so then they're like, okay, the biggest problem with people who steal shit is they get caught because they leave evidence behind. You know what we're going to do? We're going to burn the fucker to the ground. So they go in and Samuel cuts the natural gas line to the building. And then they tamper with the pilot light so that it would be a time release fire. Uh, no, sir. (laughs) Bad idea. Yeah. So then they left and they drive right past that camera that the truck was, that the vans were covering. And, you know, just so happened to capture their license plate. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Now, thank God for this employee. An employee comes in the next day and smells gas when they enter. So they immediately exit and they call in all the people they're supposed to call in. Because here's another reason we know that these men weren't that smart. If the fire, quote unquote, would have taken place, it would not have been like the building would catch on fire and it would burn down. If you remember at some point in history or science class where we talk about like how gas enters a room and fills it up entirely. So when they cut the natural gas line, it filled the whole building. So if the pilot light situation had worked, it would not have been a simple fire. It would have been an explosion that would have affected much of the neighborhood of Sodu. So like the whole fucking neighborhood would have gone up. It basically have been like, a bomb in that area. So like I said, they drove past the camera that captured the license plate of the truck. So the police automatically run the license plate and it pulls up as one Mr. Samuel Harris. And funny enough, they rented the unit in his name and the owner was, hey, no, that guy rents from me. And yeah, that's his Cadillac that I've seen here before because he's come a couple of times to this facility. So, dum-dum. So, what once was smart is now sliding the other direction, folks. (laughs) 
so he's like, okay. So the police start looking at, they. Oh, the first thing they do is they go into the storage locker because they have permission from the owner of the facility. And they find order forms for the wine that they had stolen to be shipped out to individuals, which those individuals Ooh. didn't know that wine was stolen. Right. So mind you, Samuel has this plan that he's going to steal six hundred and basically $50,000 worth of wine, and he was only going to sell it for like $125,000. What? So people were going to get real fucking good deals. Yeah, no kidding. Every person who loves wine is like, where was I in 2013 when I could have bought said wine? But like, mm. yeah. so the police then go and arrest Samuel because they have enough evidence because mm-hmm. literally wine and stuff was there. When they closed on Wednesday, wine was not there on Friday. Only people in the facility. Mm. Yeah. And they were there during the time of said robbery. So with that, they go and they start looking through his possessions. And they find several incriminating things. One of the first things they find is a Lowe's receipt. And the Lowe's receipt, because, you know, fucking throw, like, not that I'm going to tell you guys how to commit crimes or anything. But if you're going to commit a crime and you buy shit, throw it away burn that shit what are you doing keeping it for your taxes jesus (laughs) like jesus christ so they find it they go to the lows they pull the the surveillance tape and guess what they find that he had an accomplice (gasps) accomplice and they find this accomplice is is luke and then luke is arrested so it's like jesus the next (laughs) thing they find is a notebook entitled the plan Which is, like I mentioned earlier, a step-by-step guide of what this crime entailed. So not only do they know exactly what happened and how it happened, they have the fucking written document in their handwriting. (laughs) There were also two documents, or several documents, but two documents of at least worth noteworthiness that they had put into the plan. Mm -hmm. One was entitled, Is it an accidental fire or arson? Essentially, like how to set an accidental, an arson that looks like an accidental fire. Mm. And then the other one was how to commit the perfect crime. Well, sucks to suck. That does suck, right? It's just like, (laughs) oh, Jesus. If only you could have seen that, have the foresight. (laughs) And they obviously failed to understand their material because they did not set a fire at all and was not the perfect crime. Yeah. And because of this, because they were like, oh, shit, they're in a nearby area called Belltown. There had been a woman who had $250,000 worth of wine stolen from her. And Mm. wouldn't you know that Sammy Boy was the one who was building her a wine cellar? Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. And that had happened in May of 2013. So, yeah, he Mm. stole her wine. So it's not even his first crime. It's a pattern. (laughs) Yeah, he was very quickly. And they did recover everything. So if you're feeling, oh, no, like they stole all this shit, they did not. The owners of the wine got it back because they found that shit. I'm sure it was evidence for a while, but I'm sure they were like, I would like my money. (laughs) $650,000, please. Like That is so much. And honestly, like my first thought when I was kind of listening to this or like looking at this was that Jesus, how are you going to now sell all this wine now that all this wine has stolen? It would have been, I'm going to just say it, it would have been much smarter to start stealing it little by little. Yeah, exactly. Versus like a huge amount. 
did we learn nothing from the Canada maple syrup? <laughs> no. <laughs> you steal it little by little so nobody notices for several years. <laughs> they got billions. They got like millions, right? Like if yeah. I recall, it was like millions of dollars worth of shit. Whereas yeah. these people, they didn't even get a million and they got caught the next fucking day. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> right. The two men, Luke and Sam, Samuel, would plead guilty in July of 2014, and they pled guilty to a single count of second-degree burglary and nine counts of first-degree theft, which would get them five years. Samuel, however, had some additional charges because he got one count of an attempt first-degree arson, and then Mm. he got another count for first-degree theft for the May 2013. And the judge, Julie Spector, said, this community will not tolerate this. I will not tolerate this. You put our community at risk. Because, hello, they fucking almost blew up an entire neighborhood. Right. Imagine at home on Thanksgiving, you're just sitting here and you're tip-tapping away and doing your thing. And then all of a sudden, your neighborhood blows up. Right. Because somebody doesn't know how to fucking... You you know what would have been better? Just lighting a fire. Yeah, true. Obviously, these two... These two could go on that show. What is it? Like the world's dumbest criminals? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I don't mean how to tell you to do your job, dudes. But like, if you're going to steal shit, don't leave the map to it. Mm-hmm. It would be kind of like if you were a serial killer and you kept a drawing of where you buried bodies. True. It, it's not good for you. No, no. It does not work. So, Yeah. And, you know, the judge, like I said earlier, was like, not fucking having this shit. She knew that they were planning to, like, essentially blow up a neighborhood. So they were pissed off about it. So all in all, Luke would end up serving five years. So he would have been released somewhere in 2019. Mm. And Samuel should be released next year. Wow. For the nine years. And that's if they didn't get out COVID and stuff. Like, I searched the internet to find them. And when I was, like, looking, I kept finding, like, apparently Samuel Harris is a very popular name for people who commit crimes. So mm. I think that should be an episode once. We should do an episode on, like, the most popular name of Top criminals. 10 Samuels. <laughs> or, like, top 10 criminal names. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, no. like, I saw a TikTok that was basically confirming that the number one name in the U.S. is Smith. Mm. There's, like, over 2 million people in the United States alone that have the last name Smith. So... Makes sense. Not as many names on there as I thought there were going to be, like Hmm. diversity, but Uh apparently Smith is a very popular name. Yeah, I believe it. So (laughs) apparently, but Samuel Harris is also (laughs) a name for a criminal person. So I guess if you're wanting to blend in, change your name to Samuel Harris Mm. or put everything under the name of Samuel Harris. (laughs) Yeah. So with that, that is the story of the terrible Thanksgiving wine heist. These men, I did find this really fun kind of thing that talked about what they did smart and what they didn't. So I'm going to read that. It's six steps that they did wrong. One is that they had a detailed plan. The not so smart thing is they left the plan where the police could find it. Also, (laughs) they left a key copying kit and a book called Thinking About Grime. And then the uh, the two other documents that I talked about how to commit the perfect mm-hmm. crime and the accidental fire or arson that's like i think my favorite one because it's like <laughs> hmm. they rented a locker to gain access but then they left the shipping labels for the people who they intended to sell to in the locker so that's bad 
<laughs> they bought so they did buy supplies to help, but they forgot to throw away the receipt. Mm-hmm. They rented the two moving vans, but then they put it in a tow-away spot. <laughs> I guess also they may have left them overnight as well. Oh my god. They stole and copied keys, which I talked about, but they failed to cover all the lenses to the building. The smart thing is they cut into the sheetrock, which I think actually is kind of a smart move because you're not like breaking in like breaking a door. So depending on where you do it, it mm-hmm. might not have been discovered for a while, even if they hadn't tried to burn it down. Right. Because I'm thinking, like, if you kind of scouted it out, you might see the ones that don't get accessed a lot. Mm-hmm. And then it's a holiday weekend. Right. But then they also, you know, use their own vehicle. So, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> it's just, like, so funny to me. Dude, it is. I, I'm, I love it. <laughs> this was a great one. I just love that this guy... Who's just like a normal dude. He looks like, like I Googled him, he looks normal. And he was just like, you know what? I'm going to break into the wine industry. You know how I'm going to do it? I'm going to be a wine broker. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to steal all the wine I broker. So this crime, not only, it brought me joy because it kind of was like the (laughs) crime where like nothing bad ended up happening because like no one got hurt, thank God, because the explosion didn't Mm -hmm. happen. And then the people got their wine back. Yeah. (laughs) All in all. It's kind of like, it is kind of the perfect crime if you're the person that's being perpetrated against because mm-hmm. nothing bad really happened to you. But, you know, I bet that security, I bet that facility has better security now. Oh, for sure. With that, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and wrap it up on this Thanksgiving day. We hope that you and your families or whoever you're spending it with enjoy the day and eat. I don't know. I'm going to eat lots of turkey. I'm excited. My friend's husband, Kevin, is is going to make the turkey and that gives... It also gives me anxiety because Tara knows this. Like, I love making turkey. Mm -hmm. And I'm that asshole who's like, my turkey is best. (laughs) It's fine. Even though it's probably not the best. (laughs) But it's just like, in my mind, I'm like, I've never failed at making a turkey. Mm -hmm. And for me to not make a turkey is like, it's a lot of anxiety. (laughs) But I'm making my famous, since we're recording this early, I will have made my famous pumpkin, my chocolate pumpkin cheesecake. Yeah. So, yeah. So with that, we can go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Bye, guys. Toodles. Toodles.